my team, yeah, we off the leash. You can look us in the eyes, see we have peace. Black and gold, that's the colors when we go to war. When we step up on that field, you go hear my roar. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. Yeah, nobody hitting harder. Better keep your guard up, cause with everything we draw, we can score it when we wanna. Long history of the Ticats Argos rivalry, we have seen a number of people walk between both worlds. Players leaving Hamilton for Toronto or Toronto for Hamilton is as old as the franchises themselves. But you can keep your Mike O'Shea's and your Chad Owens's and your Joe Monford's, Brandon Banks's, and your Gary Davis's. The Ticats recently just pulled off maybe the biggest coup by stealing the remarkably talented Sarah Said from the Good Ship Argonaut. We are Honored to have Sarah with us here tonight. Sarah, thanks for taking your time your time to chat with us. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I just want to say that was the craziest intro ever. I would never put myself in those ranks, <laughs> but I appreciate it very much. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. Awesome. So does it feel weird now being on this side of the line? You kind of found yourself now with the Ticats. You've made this move coming over the Ticats. Have you found that the fan base has accepted you with open arms? Or is there still a little trepidation given how you kind of started in the CFL community as a pretty well-known Argos fan? Yeah, I mean, I would say the CFL community as a whole is very accepting regardless of what side you're on. I know that there is that huge rivalry with uh, the Argos and the Ticats, but I think people just appreciate you know, any kind of CFL coverage, any kind of CFL interest and excitement. So they've been very kind to me. Obviously there's a few people who are like, boo or whatever, but <laughs> yep. it's all, it's all good. It's part of the, it's part of the thing, right? You know, your, your rival team. So, um, everybody's been great. I'm very blessed. <laughs> yeah. The part of the fun part of sports sometimes is being hated a quick story that, uh, I I've told on, on our show, we, we started our show back in 2015. We've been doing it a long time, but one of the first episodes we did, we kind of talked about, um, like where our history with the team came from. But there was one time I was, I used to live in Toronto, I went to school there and uh, a friend of mine, we went to an Argos game. They're playing the riders actually. And she knew someone who worked for the team and they were like, Hey, do you want to come on the field and do this like football toss in the back of a, a flatbed truck? And I was like, sure. So they had three of us there. One guy, like I was neutral. Cause I wasn't an Argos fan. Like, and I'm, I, I was living there. I'm obviously not a riders fan. Um, so I'm kind of wearing like neutral colors. The other two guys are like fully decked out in Argos stuff. But they handed everyone a microphone, like, say your name, blah, 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 give you a little spiel. And this is back in 2007. So they were still papering the houses a little bit. They're still at, uh, at the Sky Dome. About 35,000 people there. It was a great house. They hand me the microphone. They say, oh, like, what do you do? Where are you from? And I close my whole thing by saying, uh, Oski, we, we go tie cats. And the entire place just booed me. At, like, just, and I stood there, like, arms waved in the air, like, bring it on. Oh, unfortunately, I didn't win the contest. That would have been the, the great addendum to the story. But it's sometimes like like you mentioned, like being in this in this crazy fandom that we call the CFL, being a little bit disliked isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? 
I mean, yeah, I think, first of all, that was very bold of you to be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to you for really, you know, standing strong in your fandom. Um, But 100%, I think even just like in terms of players, right, you see even just recently or like last season, the J.R. Davis and the, the Brandon Banks of it all, right? Like, it's like, these are guys that are icons in their city of Hamilton. And obviously Hamilton fans are very passionate. And then you go to the Argos and then they win too, which I think is kind of like a little worse. Um, it does sting <laughs> a bit. I'll, I'll admit it does sting a little yeah. bit knowing that they were here for so many years and had so many cracks at it and couldn't get it done, especially with a guy like Speedy B. And then he goes there in one year. And I kind of knew when it happened, I was like, he's going to go there. They're going to win the bloody cup. I just knew it was going to happen. And just then of, of course it has to go down that way. Exactly. But <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm one of those people though. I'm a fan. I know this is like the cheesiest thing to say, but I'm the fan of the league yeah. more than anything else. So I embrace all the fans. I embrace all the teams. Um, I like to poke fun at certain teams cause it's fun, but it's not coming from a real place, you know? <laughs> no. And, and you know what, like I've been known myself to to poke the bear a few times and that's, that's the banter is, is what makes sports fun. Like if we're all just stoic and serious about everything, there's really no fun there at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little about what your role with the Ticats will be this season? Cause you just kind of came on board in the last couple of weeks. So what is it that you're going to be doing with them? Yeah. So it's, so I'm still freelancing and doing my thing. Um, but the Ticats have been so incredible and have, basically said like we really want to fit you into our content in some way shape or form because we really like what you're doing they've been so sweet and kind um shout out Dave Cudo. and so I basically am just doing what I'm what you guys are seeing which is those uh videos so there's going to be three videos a week on social media I'm going to do one that's recapping the west um it won't necessarily be like a game breakdown or anything um if there's big plays then we will include them but I'm trying to focus on the storylines as much as possible obviously it's still early in the season so there's not so much to go off of like last week there wasn't that much to go off of yeah um and then then you're gonna get an east recap as well and then you're gonna get one video all about the tie cats and they'll also be helping out here and there if needed with some stuff just like you know whether it's social media stuff or whether it's just um in person as well so it's really kind of whatever we make of it but in a beautiful way and i'm so grateful that they're allowing me to participate and to just be part of the team um unfortunately the timing of me getting laid off was not the best so you know it was hard to find like cfl positions so to speak um just based off the timing because the season was starting so soon so i'm very very grateful to tie cats i will say oski Wee just because of how grateful yes. i am right great so, great so oh, man <laughs> is there that must have hurt a little bit inside but that's cool it's cool you're, you're starting to tr- starting to assimilate start, by the end of the year you'll be full-blown where you'll your entire wardrobe will be black and gold you you'll be chanting oski Wee in your sleep that's how it's going to go i don't know you know what though i will say the, so the first Argos game obviously was yesterday and I went to watch it in person and obviously saw the whole ceremony with, um, is it a flag or a, what did they call it? Um, it's, it's a, it's kind of a banner, but it, it, it looked very flag ish. That's why I think I was confused because they kept calling it something and I was like, that doesn't look right to me, Yeah, but, um, but no, it was a great, like, you know, uh, ceremony and, and everything and I was watching the game and I'm so sorry but I I could feel my blood like getting so excited for the Argos and I think it'll take me some time it'll take me some time because I was so excited for the Ty Cats. not like I you know it's all good but but the way that they performed was <sighs> exciting to me <laughs> that's, that's fair hey that's fair it's so hard sorry. to the ties that bind like I think of there was a, a friend of mine he had a friend in elementary school Brian Crawford who went and played for, grew up in Hamilton went to Hamilton High School went to Hamilton Elementary Schools he was drafted by the Argos and played for the Argos so it was it's always like 
I never got the, like I, the highest I ever played was high school football, but it's like, if I ever got a chance to play professional football and I was drafted by like the Argos, it's like, how would that have felt? So I, I get it from the outsider's perspective. I understand, you know, the, t- those ties are, are tough to break sometimes. Um, can you take us into the process? Like, did the tie cats reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Was this kind of a mutual thing? Like just as much as you can, like, you don't have to go into like yeah. minute detail. I'm just kind of curious how it all came about. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so I actually did reach out because I knew somebody that knew, um, Dave Cudo, who's the, the great man, who's uh, the marketing and content person, uh, the big boss, but he said he was going to reach out to me. So he was like, I was going to reach out to you anyways. That's so funny. So we both mutual. Yeah. Like it worked out perfectly. Um, and I just reached out because I, I, you know, obviously I'm in the Toronto area. So for me, it's like any CFL around me is priority. And then, um, if I can do anything else on top of that, I, I will. So <laughs> ah, it sounds great. So you previously worked for homestand sports. Was that, was that what it was called? They used to be it the parlay called- if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yes, you got it. You know, it's so funny. People don't, people either know it as the parlay and kind of just call it that forever and always, which is fine. Um, but the fact that you knew that it was a transition there, good shout out to you. All right. Um, all right. I, <laughs> so we may not be the most professional podcast out there, but we do do a little bit of research. So you kind of came to profit pro, prominence, I should say in the CFL community with your, I believe it was called the CFL with Sarah. You kind of had that little program there for a while. Last season, uh, before we talked, you you mentioned it, but I was I was fairly certain this was the case and, and doing some research on you. Last year was kind of your first year really covering the league. What was it like kind of going all in on covering the CFL? Because as you know, there's not a ton of, of content out there. There's a fair bit, a bit like Three Down Nation, which is the site that I work for. Uh, we do it. Obviously, we cover the CFL, the show we're doing. Like there is some stuff, but it's it's definitely still considered niche I guess in a way you decided to kind of go all in on it what was that like oh it was great it was awesome I think but it was very very much a learning experience because for multiple reasons I mean so I'm very transparent about the fact that I'm newer to sports and newer to football specifically so I had to teach myself the game um while I'm also covering it and that's not to say that I didn't know anything while I was doing it it was just that I was constantly constantly having to work almost on on that part of it right so it's like it's like I understand obviously I would understand obviously the 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 game itself but like there's layers that I didn't know or there's players that I didn't know and that's the hardest part I think um for me was kind of just jumping right in and and trying my very best and and like I said I'm super open to it so I asked 100 people a million questions I was like what does this mean who is this guy why is this happening and and so, and it really helped me. So many people were so great and they helped me. And it's amazing because now I, I honestly feel so comfortable in comparison. Like I could, you could throw me, I know, I know much more is what I'm trying to say. And I feel relieved and blessed for that because I love it. I really do. It's even though it's something I had to teach myself, even though it's something that was a challenge last year, like it's the best decision I could have made was to cover the league fully. And and like you said, there's not much coverage, right? There's not much young people covering it in Toronto. There's not much women at all, I think, covering it in Toronto. So I think just being in that, being able to be that person that can provide content for fans who like crave it so badly, that's kind of a big, a big thing for me. So I, I, I appreciate also the support because I'm like, I'm super new and you, everybody could have just been like, who's this girl? Um, but everybody has been so amazing and I, and it's, I love it. <laughs> well, being first through the door sometimes is tough, right? Like you take all the slings and arrows sometimes, but I think you've done such a great job of giving, uh, in the stuff that I've seen of yours, it's, it's, it is from a, coming from a newcomer's perspective, but there seems to be a real 
like appreciation for the game. You like to tell the, the human side, like the, the players, the stories there, which I think is something like we get bogged down in the minutia of who played well, who did this, but these are real people behind these, behind these players. And I think you've done a really good job of kind of bringing that out. When I've seen some of your interviews with some of the players from run a league, you, they, you seem so natural at it. And it just comes across so, so authentic. And I think that that's probably why a lot of people have latched on to your coverage. Cause you're right. You are in that demographic. You're a younger female, which there's not a lot of young people or females covering the league. So you've gotten into that. You're kind of the first one through the door and you've done such an excellent job. You're setting the standard for people that will, will eventually, I hope come after you. Um, but what made you decide that it was the CFL in particular that you wanted to cover? Because when you worked at the parlay and, and over there, there was so much that you could have covered because given that they were like a new entity and they were basically covering everything you attached yourself to the CFL. Was it seeing that there was an opening there or was it simply just no one else is doing this? I'm going to be the first one to do it. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for saying that all those things. That's so nice of you. Um, secondly, it's a weird thing because it kind of feel like the CFL chose me. Like, you know, when you, pe- when people go to get a cat and like, you <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Harry Potter reference there and say the wand chooses the wizard, but okay, you can go with that the cat. Works too. That works too. The, but like, I, okay, but the cat thing, because cats are like, I mean, I guess we're bringing the tiger cat reference. There you it's go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's like, you can't, you can love, you can think a cat is so cute, but they won't, but they might not be interested in, in hanging out with you. But then <laughs> the CFL was interested in hanging out with me. Um, no, that's a weird analogy, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but um honestly, like, no, it was, it was, so when I was learning about football first, right. Or sports in general, like, like, again, obviously I knew a lot about sports already, but in terms of like really diving deep when I was first deciding to dive deep and learn things that I was never exposed to before, because also I didn't grow up with the CFL. I didn't grow up with sports much. My parents are Middle Eastern. They came from Lebanon, uh, when, and immigrated here. And so for them, it's like, they just didn't have that. They didn't care about, you know, American football or Canadian football or anything like that. So naturally they, when they came here, it's not like they just found that, oh, well, let's pass that to Sarah, even hockey. So it's one of those things where I had to like, you know, immerse myself with friends and all that, all that kind of stuff. And I was in school, I was in Seneca college, um, learning. So I was doing broadcast journalism. That was my second degree, so to speak. And, uh, it was, it was during a time where like during COVID where I wanted to do, so my main thing actually going back to school was I wanted to do documentaries. I wanted to do historical documentaries. I like history a lot. I'm like a really big history nerd. Um, oh, you and, and I will get, if we ever meet, we're going to get along. I, my, my degree, <laughs> I went to the university of Toronto and my, uh, my, my double major was political science and history. I absolutely love, especially Canadian history. Oh, mm-hmm. I could, we could bend our, we could do a whole, a whole hour long conversation, just talking we about could. Canadian history. There you go. See, like, and I would love to do that. That sounds to me. If you look at like, I don't know if you, it's still up somewhere, um, but there's there, I definitely have some history podcast stuff somewhere out there. It's a little, oh, I'm going to have to check those out. I love a good history I think, podcast. I definitely didn't do the best job because they were like student projects or whatever, yeah. but, but I appreciate that you like history because I, I really love it. And also CFL is very much ingrained in Canadian history. So that's kind of perfect for me. Um, but that was kind of my path was like, you know, hard news documentaries, et cetera. And during COVID, it was really heavy. Like everything was heavy. Like people were the news that was out there and the way people were reacting to news was intense. And that's totally fine. Like that was how it was. And I knew that news was going to be heavy going into it, but I, I think I didn't realize how much of a toll it would take on me. So every single day I was thinking to myself, like, can I do this? Can I cover these heavy topics and dive deep and talk to victims and really, you know, do this every single day? It's, it's an important job. It's very, you know, shout out to all the people who do it. That's like such an incredible thing to be doing, but 
I didn't think that I could in that moment. And, and it's a weird thing. I felt like I had a mini identity crisis because I wanted to do one thing for so long. And suddenly I was like, do I, you know, um, we're kindred spirits. Cause that same thing happened to me. I'm in my, <laughs> honestly, I swear to God, it's so weird that you mentioned these types of things. I'm in the last year of you. My whole career path was I was going to be a teacher and I'm in my final semester of university, been accepted to teacher's college and all that stuff. And I just go, I don't want to do that. And I had the same sort of like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like, I don't know what's next. And then, you know, you bounce around from here and there and you finally find something that works and you, next thing you know, it's, I'm looking at the calendar and I go, I'm 40. You know what I mean? Like you think you have your life planned out at 26 and something, a monkey wrench gets thrown into it. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, no, it's, and it's it, like, you like, it's, it's intense because you're thinking about your life suddenly, like, yeah. okay, I attached my identity to this thing yep. and put so much work into it and had a plan and now it's gone. And so where do I belong? Will I be able to do anything else? Like you freak yourself out. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I basically like, I, I had a teacher, um, that he worked at TSN that worked at my school, just like in one of the classrooms. And I remember him t telling us how you could tell really good stories in sports. Like he was showing us, you know, small documentaries and things that were like, you know, hard, hard news, but also those emotional like stories about players and stuff like that. And also it's entertainment. And I actually before worked in the fashion industry as well uh, in journalism. And so that was very much entertainment as well. And so I'm like, okay, maybe sports is that perfect middle ground. Right. And so I was like, if I'm going to do this, like, I'm really going to have to do this and go ham, go all in, go ham. Hamilton. You bring in Hamilton again. You're, you're, you're hitting all the right I'm notes tonight, Sarah. See? <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so it was like, I just kind of chose, it was, I had to decide quickly in a way because I was in school and I was trying to figure out, you know, what's my internship going to be or what's my next mm -hmm. step almost. And, and I wanted to, you know, talk to my teachers about things and, and practice in a sense. So I kind of, <laughs> it's so funny. I like even other students that wanted to do sports as well in my classroom. And I literally made a document, like a Google doc. Um, and I put them all like their emails in it. And I wrote like, like listed, like teams <laughs> and players. I was like, can you guys write notes about all these people? Cause they've known, cause I, I can, again, I can do my own research and I did. And I, and I learned a lot myself, but sometimes it's like certain perspectives that you can't even Google that people are like, Oh yeah. Like we just know that this is, this this one factor or this one or this one thing about a player that people yep. grow up knowing but i wouldn't know from just googling it because there's not like a website that may maybe say those things so anyways all that to say is like i asked a million questions i had i still think i have these google docs somewhere um and then i was trying to figure out too what sport i most enjoyed covering because i like watching all sports but like in terms of covering it and talking about it and I found that football was really cool to me and the CFL season was coming up and I basically chose it because, or not even chose it, but I basically went, went into learning it a lot was because it was, uh, interesting to me, but also it was simple, like in the sense, and I say simple because of the nine teams, yeah. not because of the game, like a simple, no, 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 we don't worry. You, you don't have to, you don't, you, you're not being disrespectful. We all got what you meant. Yeah. No. Cause I mean, it's the game itself. Of course, there's lots of like, you know, nuances and, and rules and stuff like that. But in terms of when you're coming into any league, even if it's basketball, right. Or, or hockey or whatever, there's like 30 plus yep. teams. But if you're starting off with like nine teams, it's just easier for me to, it was easier for me to understand, um, get a grasp of the players and all that stuff. So long story short, that's what I did. And then, and I literally, I went again, ham. Um, and I, I listened to every podcast you can imagine. I 
like research, read everything. And from there, it just grew. And, and I loved it too. Like, it wasn't like, I just did it because like, oh, it was easy, quote unquote. Like, no, like at first it seemed like, oh, this, you know, I could learn this. This is like nine teams this is good for me to learn. And then like the second they started learning about it, I was like invested. So it never went away. That love never went away. And honestly, life takes you, you know how you're saying you had an identity crisis. Like if you could have bet me money or whatever, I would have never known like ever, ever, ever in school that I would be doing this, but I'm so grateful that I am like every day I wake up. I'm like, I can't live without the CFL because it's like, not just the sport itself. That's so much fun, but it's like the community and everything. Like I'm so blessed. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit off the top there a while ago. Um, you didn't grow up as a fan of the league and that's usually that's not most people's origin stories when it comes to the CFL, because it's, it's a little bit more of a, and as much as I love it and I do, and I've, I've been, I've been going to games since I was six years old. And I still remember my dad taking me to my first game. Hamilton played the BC lions. I was a kid. I didn't understand why everyone hated the one guy in the crowd wearing the lion's shirt. So I cheered <laughs> for the lions that day. So it's like, I under, like, that's where my, that's my fan origin story. Yours is obviously very different. So you obviously your love for the league came from, just you're you're covering it this this is this is a pretty new fandom if, if if i can be so bold as to speak for you in that respect oh 100 it is a new fandom but because of the um and pe- the way people have been so kind to embrace me like in all in all spaces right whether it's people in the workspace in the media section the things um whether it's fans whether it's people like you whether it's players or whoever it is like i feel like I feel just super connected already. Like, I feel like I, I don't know how I didn't follow the CFL before, like mm. when I think about it. Um, but yeah, it's new and I'm, and I'm excited to just keep going on the journey. So you've obviously told us what you kind of plan on doing, but you seem to have a lot of freedom in what you can cover. We're it, the season just started. We're only two weeks in. We're recording this on Monday after the Thai cats and Argos had their clash at BMO field on the Sunday. Is there anything so far from the season that you're looking at going, oh, that might be an interesting angle to look at later in the year? Any sort of stories that maybe we're not thinking of that have captured your attention so far? Ooh, that's hard. Um, It's hard because it's so early in the season, right? Uh, But I think, I think like for the most part, people are kind of paying attention to those big stories. I think there's like, for me, it's, uh, wow, you kind of... Some, some I've rendered you speechless. There. That's not normal. Yeah, I've seen, your, I've seen normal. your Twitter videos. You're, you're very loquacious. Well, thank you, but um, clearly not right now, but no, I mean, I think, I think for me, a lot of the kind of like you mentioned, like a lot of the story, the storylines that I like to follow are very much player centric. And when I say that, I mean, um, to do with their growth. So okay. yes, growth on the field. That's obvious. We're all, we're all going to pay attention to that and the numbers and whatnot, like every single week, but in terms of their growth mentally, emotionally, their lives, like I love hearing, um, uh, stories about like, let's say like a Canadian player, right. Hearing their journey, uh, seeing their journey kind of play out like example, Clark Barnes, right. He's from Brampton, which is the GTA, obviously. And I met him at combine. He's so, he's so nice, but he's so like confident and cool. And like that, like, you know, like a cool guy that you just want to support because he's not only cool in person and has that like and good energy, but he's also great on the field. And the fact that he was able to start in Calgary, um, and, and is already kind of immersed into the CFL and will likely 
you know, grow. He was saying to me that he was going to be, or he, sorry, he wanted to be obviously uh rookie of the year. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be rookie of the year. Like he was so confident. And honestly, he might. So like, he might, him, right. But that's the thing, like those, that, that kind of, those kind of storylines where it's like, you're following, it doesn't have to be a Canadian player only, obviously, but for me, like a guy from Brampton, it's like, it's so cool to see him you know, be this great athlete already in school and stuff, get, get drafted. And then now go on to have this success and who knows where all of this will take him. Right. He's young and everything. And he seems like he has that great personality, all the Gen Z people, all those kids, I'm saying kids, I'm not that much older, but like <laughs> all of those, like the guys at the combine, you know, they, they're new generation that they have like something really cool and fun. They have cool, fun perspectives, even just the way that they are on social media is so different to how a lot of us are, you know, a little bit older. So I think like those storylines are really, really fun. And also you can play on them, right? Like, again, if you're joking around social media with them, like they will joke back that that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that I'm excited to see in the future with a lot of these like newer guys coming in, but also just like 10, five, 10 years down the road. Yeah. One of the things that the CFL has been marketed as is that it is, you know, the quote unquote CFL family is a real thing. It's the players are approachable. Like sometimes you'll be, and, and I'm not a guy that likes to approach players too often, but I'll be at the grocery store and some guys live in my neighborhood and it's like, there they are in the, in the produce aisle picking out, you know, watermelons or, or cauliflower or something. And it's like, oh yeah, there's, there's so-and-so and you don't want to you live in Toronto. Like I lived in Toronto for a quite a, a long period of time, about a decade. You see a ton of like celebrity celebrities. You know what I mean? Like there was one time it's like, Oh, there's Ron Howard. There's Vin Diesel. There's so it's like, Oh, and you, you there are superstars. And then you see CFL guys. And it's like, for me, those are those guys, because it's like, I watch you all the time. I've been watching your career for 10 years. And you bring up the Canadian aspect of it too. Like the local guys, those guys, like I, I found myself going into last season, for instance, like Keandre Smith, the receiver for the Ticats, his dad played for the Argos back in the nineties and 2000, early two thousands. And he's a young kid. He was born in Canada. His dad's American, but he was born in Canada. He went to Guelph. He's a guy that I'm like, I've latched onto is like, that's my guy. That's going to be my guy. I think he's going to succeed. You mentioned uh, Clark Barnes. Like there are those types of guys that you just, because they have some local ties, like a lot of, a lot of Hamiltonians play for Hamilton guys in the GT area play for the Argos. We all know that Saskatchewan boys love to play for the riders. Like they grow up wanting to do that. So you, telling those stories of the guys that, because everyone tells the stories of your Zach Caleros's and your Bo Levi Mitchell's and guys like that get the publicity. It's the, it's the, the next generation, the younger guys, the guys that are going to be in this league in, in 10 and, and maybe 12 years that are going to be the superstars. Then nice to kind of get in on the ground floor with those guys, tell those guys stories and get that relationship going early. Right. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. I totally agree. Like you were definitely you're saying the um, the thing with the riders, right? There's like Jackson Ford, who his grandpa played uh, for the riders years ago, and is almost like this legend. And he played for the University of Regina, I believe. So he was always kind of local and became. So he's yeah, he's also like another Canadian player, like you're saying that it's kind of this cool local person that that has that family history um, that I think people appreciate and fans appreciate, and I, and it, it's exciting too because it's like it's like the it never ends. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like every single year, you know, we get excited because we have these big star guys that we're getting to know, like even AJ Ouellette, right? Like obviously he was there, but, but with, um, unfortunately Andrew Harris's injury last season, he had to kind of take his place. And then now he, he was so great. And then now he becomes this, this almost like this figure in the Argos. And I love that. Like it never ends. Like there's always a new thing to talk about or a new always someone news coming up every time yeah. your team and you, you see this and you'll, the more you cover the league, you'll see it every year. 
free agency comes out and guys are like, we didn't sign this guy. We didn't sign that guy. And then in August, it's like, oh, this guy that replaced the guy that we lost is all of a sudden that guy. So many unknowns come up to this league and become stars. AJ Ouellette's now a, a Twitter heat. There was that video of him at the wrestling event last weekend yeah. where he's putting his, giving his ring to one of the guys and spearing dudes through tables and stuff. So it's like, that's even something that's just like a little bit that you don't normally see in, in, in bigger leagues. I'm going to get you out on this one. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for your thoughts on the tie cats. We're two games into the season. Obviously they're Owen two. They just got handed their butts by the Argos. Do you have any expectations for this team this year? A lot of people in Hamilton are, are thinking this is great cup or bust. We got the injury to Bo Levi Mitchell. We have to wait to see this week. If he's going to be healthy to play in the home opener on Friday, where, where, where do you put the tie cats? Where are you slotting them as you think the season's going to go for that team? Oh, tough questions. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, like it is tricky without knowing what's going on with Bo Levi Mitchell. I mean, that was like, that's a huge, that was a huge moment for me. Like I was like, it was already a difficult game. I think mentally for everyone, because they're coming in obviously into Argos territory. And then Chad Kelly scores like three rushing touchdowns, like, like quickly, yeah. everything happened so quickly. The momentum was high, but like, I feel like, I feel like that's a big one. It's the injury. I also, um, feel like there's other injuries maybe that are question marks or other players that could maybe be affected. Um, I think also like James, okay. Let me, let me just say this. Let me say positives. Okay. James <laughs> Butler is amazing. Yes, I think he he's is so great. And I think he could carry them far. Like that's my main takeaway is like the way that he's been playing. He had that one fumble, I think in the first game. And after that, you could see in his face, he like flipped a switch and he was like, okay, I'm not, we're not doing this. Like, yeah, he might not fumble the rest of the season because of that. No, seriously, like you could see, I think he like put his hands in his head and I was like, oh, he, he's about to do something. <laughs> but like, honestly, like, I think he's the one of the guys that can really take the team far. So I'm just going to say like, if if they get their quarterback situation, Bo Levi Mitchell sorted, whether he's, whether he's healthy too, like, I think like also he needs to maybe find that rhythm with his offense a little bit more. Um, so that's kind of what it is. It's more like, can there be that rhythm? Can there be that offense for the tie cats? Cause it's, I can't, it's really hard for me to, to, to judge. I'm not going to lie from these one, two games because, because I think it's so new, right? Yeah. Like I even feel like, yeah, there's like so many new pieces, even just on defense as well, that like kind of, or even guys that came back, like Jagger Davis came back. Um, you have, um, Jameer Thurman as well. So it's like, I feel like it's like, there's, it's, 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 they have the good pieces. How can we take this and actually flow together properly? That's what it is. So hopefully that's a good answer for you. I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to give my real or not real, my firm thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It's too, it's too early in the season to make a definitive statement, but that's the word. I, I under, I understand the the hesitation in, in wanting to do that too, but it's like they turned over half that starting roster from last year. It's definitely, I thought going into the season, they were going to be pretty good, but I thought it would take time. Like I saw the opening of the season, especially going back to back with the two teams that were in the great cup last year as being a little bit of a difficult challenge. I'm, I'm not surprised by the 0-2 start. A little disappointed that they played as poorly as they did, especially on Sunday against the Argos. They just didn't have it that night, but yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Maybe, maybe we'll chat in a, in a few weeks. We'll get to the mid season point labor day ish and we'll, we'll get back together. And we, you can give, we'll have more, a more thorough idea of how they're going. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, looking forward to seeing your work with the Thai Cats. Much appreciated. I, I, I hope we can talk soon. Great Cup, though. I hope, I'm sure you're going to be around Hamilton for Great Cup. We'll have to get together, meet up, and we'll we'll just we'll sit in the corners. Everyone's partying, and we'll talk about history or something. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> thank you <laughs> right. so much for having me. All right, that was Sarah said. Um, you can find her. What, what you know? What before we before you go, tell everyone where they can find you on social media, just so they can hit you up. 
So everywhere is at, is at Sarah Ann said. So S A R A H A N N E S A I D. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and Oski Wee Wee.